0: Welcome to the Nobody Told Me That podcast. My name is Teresa Duncan, and my goal is to share information that you probably weren't thinking about. I love preparing my friends for situations that may come completely out of the blue. I also want to share with you many of the tidbits I picked up over the years. If you absolutely have to tune out before the end of the show, make sure you check out the show notes for more details and information on today's topic. And thank you so much for making me a part of your day. back with another episode. I have my insurance guru, my insurance nerd, my friend Colleen Huff is on here. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Teresa? I'm good. I'm good. It is, you know, just dealing with COVID. Well, actually, I'm not dealing with COVID. I'm dealing with everybody else dealing with COVID. That's really it.
1: (laughs) I'm doing a little of both. (laughs) Yeah. Well, have you been, I mean, have any patients of yours popped up with it or anything? So far, no. We've been very lucky. We've had ones that had it um or tested positive but months ago nobody recent at all
0: and no one has come in like u- upset at you about not wearing a mask or anything
1: like that. We've been very lucky that way. Um we had a father in the other day with a 4-year-old who didn't have a mask on and um we, you know we gave them a mask and asked him to put it on um and the the child wore it fine other than him telling us it smelled like cheerio's, which I found humorous. <laughs> Really? I've never smelled
0: that flavor mask before. That doesn't sound good at all.
1: Well, little known fact of Buffalo, we have a Cheerios plant here. So there are times you drive through downtown Buffalo and it smells like Cheerios. So oh, I don't honey. know. I thought it was cute. I thought maybe he was had eaten some that morning. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah. It's probably his breath. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're right about that. <laughs> I tell you, I'm just, I'm thankful now out in the stores. And if we were flying a lot, like no bad breath. Coming on me when somebody talks to me, I'm okay with this. This mask thing is fine. So <laughs> I think it's a good time for um, offices to put out these masks with the logos on and, and use that as marketing. I think that would be some, some killer marketing. I think so too. Well, you and I always talk about insurance. In fact, we can't even get through the, the pregame show here without talking about insurance. So um, you have some updates on PPE, but also some updates on frequency limitations, but do people know about your PPE tracking tool? I want you to tell everybody about it because I'm super impressed with how you've been maintaining it.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, so for those that are looking, I see, you know you and I both see a lot on Facebook. People are constantly asking, "Who's paying for PPE? Who is, and how does it work?" Early on, um, with Laura Hatch at Front Office Rocks, we put together. They're maintaining it or they're keeping it up on her site. It's also on my Facebook page. We have a spreadsheet that I can, it's real time. So it's updated. I update it. It goes in. I try to put the dates that it's been updated and it lists as I learn them. And I tell everybody, you know, if you have one that you don't see on there and you're getting it, please send it to me via email or through Facebook. But all of the insurances out there that pay for it. But what we've also done is broken it down for you. Do you have to send in a code? Don't you? Is it auto pay? Is it based on? Like Delta is doing, and we can go off on this one later, maybe. Oh my God. I just instantly got a headache. Delta is paying for just certain codes. I'll get into a little more of that, but so I've broken it down. Also how long it lasts. So some of the insurances are only paying through the end of August. Some are paying it through the end of September. I believe it's principal who's paying it through the end of the year some are paying it just three times. Um, some are paying it through a grant through Henry Shine that you have to sign up for. So they couldn't make this easy on any of us. It's like we don't have enough work. Um, and regarding Deltas, I may as well go off on that tangent. <laughs> Delta in its brilliance, I don't know. I talked to them about changing this and they pretty much told me where I could go. <laughs> to the Cheerio factory. Yes. <laughs> Delta, for those of you that get Delta payments, if you're seeing something skewed, if your numbers don't match, they are adding $10 to all of your exam codes. So if your normal fee, for example, is $30 is your contracted fee, you're now getting $40 on that contracted fee. And that is their way of paying us back for PPE, but they're only paying on the exam codes, um, but they're adding it in. So that's causing issues because like my office... I put my fee schedule onto my account. So how do I do that? Now things aren't matching. Now my numbers are off. I can't, now I'm going to have a credit. So my office, what we've decided, I decided to do and kind of told my boss, I am keeping, I'm going through the the contract or going through the um, payment, putting in the normal payment of, let's say it's $100. And then I'm going back into that account, putting in a PPE code, for ten dollars and then putting in an insurance payment. It's so it either says EFT PPE or insurance payment PPE and the
0: $10. Okay. So it's interesting because I've talked to three different accountants who are split on this.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I Susan Gunn says it should be like a, an insurance an interest payment. So basically it's not income for the patient. Right, and so it shouldn't go into the patient's account. But but hold on a second, because I can't imagine all of dentistry is going to pick up on this because it's not uniform. Like you were just saying, Delta, but Delta of Virginia is still sending us a bulk check at the end of every month. Right, with how much it is, they're not adding it onto the claims at all. It's so confusing, and so I I've been really quiet on. I know you have, too, been really quiet on saying this is how you have to do it. Right. Because I, I know how hard and you know how hard it is. So I think what you're doing is right for your office, because at the end of the year, you're going to be able to say this is that amount. Right? right. But also it's not this is not ongoing. Like if this were a permanent thing, we'd have to figure this out. But it's, you know, it's ongoing. But let me just back up because I realized I didn't explain myself. So it, it would not it's not actually income for the practice itself, it's actually supply costs being reimbursed to us. But what that means is that you have a check that is not accounted for in the software. So your deposit is off, right. But you have, you have to explain it away. Right. Right. So it really shouldn't go through the computer because you're not billing the patient. Right. Do you see what I mean? So, but I, I could see it I could definitely see doing it your way too. I don't I really don't think either way is is hardcore right or
1: hardcore wrong. Well, I guess I would say that if they audit, they're going to want to know where that money went too from Delta's standpoint because it is per patient on that on that EOB. So, I chose to do it this way because if I have to run any kind of report because if this money is supposed to be considered something different, whether it's a tax write-off at the end of the year or however my accountant needs to look at it. This was my way of making it. We can break that out. I can run my report. I can run. And whether it's an electronic fund or a regular check, I made each as a separate new payment. And I had explained that to my boss because she's double checking and doing the end of the, you know, we have our checks and balances. So I had to go to her and say, listen, this is what I came up with for us of how to track it. And the other thing, like you said, I should have, I should have prefaced that with that is Delta Dental of. Mid Atlantic states, it's not all the deltas, you know, Connecticut and New Jersey are sending bulk checks too, and that's all on my spreadsheet. <laughs> I know, right?
0: And you're a smallish office, and so is my main office, and the two offices I'm working with now they're smallish, so it's easy for us to track it, right? But right. if you're in like a big office, I think doing it your way is a it, for one thing, it's easy to have somebody oversee it by double checking it, whereas if you're deducting it the way I'm doing it. And I could always lay it out for you so you see what I mean, but sure, I'm not necessarily putting that out there because I think it's going to cause mass confusion, to be honest. And like I said, it's a, it's only a small amount of time. But interest payments in general should not be going into the practice software. Interest payments should go directly into your QuickBooks or your financial software. So I just want to just take the PPE out because I'm afraid we're confusing people. Take the PPE out. And when I said an interest payment, you absolutely should not be running interest through the practice software. Susan Gunn has a really good blog post on that. And I'm going to make a note to link that um, in the show notes. And if you talked to, like I said, three different CPAs, three different, two different ways of doing it. And I'm not comfortable with either to say this is absolutely
1: Avenue A. Well, my other concern too is for the people that use the coverage books. If the people that are entering your payments don't realize that that's not an increase in fee and they do update that coverage book, you've now, and I don't use coverage books. I'm not, I don't trust that they're going to be updated enough. And I just am not, I'm just saying that's not my area. Talk to others if you want to learn them. I never got good enough at them and I just, I use them for a few little, little things, but I know that it does that do you want to update or does that update to the coverage book automatic? And I'm concerned that that's now going to throw off down the line now come December or come, I think it's the end of September that they're going to stop this. They're going to go back to that $30 or whatever it was. And now your coverage book reads 40. When I talked to Delta right away, I asked very nicely to speak to someone in their software department or and they said, well, this is what they've done, and this is what we're doing, and they really weren't open to a discussion on how it was affecting the offices. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to shut up because they're paying us <laughs> something. I don't want
0: to <laughs> take it away. Well, and and I worry about patients seeing that extra money and thinking, well, that's you know that's my extra money. Why isn't it credited to my account? And you know, patients never pay attention to their bill unless they have a credit, right? Like, isn't that a <laughs> It's a law. That's an accounts receivable law.
1: Well, and I worry too about offices not paying attention to the credits, just putting it on there and letting it sit and then it going back to the patient. And that's not the point of it.
0: Right. And that that's what I'm concerned with. I don't want it in the software at all. I just, I want it out and I was trying to explain it and she got it, but it, it, it's a, it's a workflow. I mean, we have step one, step two, step three, because she has to make a note on the deposit and she puts in a zero payment into the dentist dummy account with the check number so that she can track it, but the accountant wants it this way because it's not production. You don't want to get taxed on that. You know, you don't want that to reflect on that. That's more of a reimbursement in supplies. And the reason why the dentists are split, the CPAs are split on this is because they don't know yet because it keeps changing how the clarification is going to go on next year's taxes. How do we declare that money? So I, it's all it's all screwed. <laughs> is that going to be included in the 1099s they get at the end of the year? Well, that's that that's the issue. It's actually not income; right. it's a reimbursement. So, right. but will Delta say it's income? I don't know. And that's that's where the big gray fuzzy part is. So, so sorry if we started this conversation, listeners, thinking we were going to give you a clear answer. This is, by the way, how most insurance conversations go. We get about as clear as mud, don't we? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, because that's about as clear as they got. When I first started doing that spreadsheet, my head was ready to explode at all the different ways they did it. I couldn't get over how different they came how how inventive and creative mm-hmm. they got on how to give some back to the doctors, and I and I credit them for that. I mean, I give them a lot of credit. I am happy to every insurance company that came up with something to help through this you know one of the things that i was told from a number a number of different insurance companies is a lot of them didn't collect during the time they did not collect those you know people think oh they were getting their money while we were shut down and i've been given from very good sources on a number of the big the bigger companies they didn't collect those Those um, monthly fees from the patients.
0: Uh, Yeah, and I've heard half waivers and reimbursements and all of that. So I think everybody, I mean, everybody's taking a hit. I mean, if somebody doesn't pay their rent, then the landlord doesn't get to pay the mortgage, and then the bank doesn't get it all, you know, trickles down. And the ending of the additional payroll money, you know, I'm hoping this is going to mean people are going to come back into dentistry and want to work again. I don't know, but. You know, do you ask, did you sit around and get the 600 or did you do a part-time job? I mean, can you even ask these things, right? Like, yeah. what did you do during this? Right. period? So, and if it's like, well, I watched like five seasons of The Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Next, please. <laughs> how, how is the hiring up in your area? Because I know it's short everywhere. How is it up there in, in
1: upstate New York? It's interesting. So there is a big struggle going on. I'm seeing, um, like we talked about a little bit before we started, there is a huge shift and a huge turnover rate in offices losing people, whether it's because of child care or because they're getting that extra money and they want to keep it, uh, they want to keep staying home, or it's because of fear. I haven't gotten a solid answer from a lot of offices as to what the reasons are that people have not come back, but I'm seeing a huge need for hygienists. And the interesting one that's happening is I'm getting a lot of emails from doctors looking to either a hire a manager when they've never had one, Mm -hmm. or they're looking to quietly possibly replace their managers. Um, And I'm getting that from not just our area, but from others around the country saying, Hey, do you have any ideas of where to get some? Or what do you think? You know, I, I get asked questions from around the country and I find it interesting because I think, COVID brought out some of the good and the bad for all of us. Um, And I think it really showed to the employees who their doctors are and how they care and what they're willing to do to keep everybody safe, regardless of what the regulations are. You know, there was a level of, I'm willing to do this or I'm not spending that. You don't need that, you know, and I'm hearing a lot of pushback from people. So there's a lot of turnover happening.
0: Well, and if you found yourself in one of those offices that didn't take care of you and weren't empathetic, I mean, if you're driving right now listening to this and you're like, man, my boss really sucked during all this, get out. Honestly, get out because now's a good
1: time to find another dental job. On that note, our office, we have a hygien- an, an assistant who had been trying to retire for about a year somewhat. And she's one of those, she works very short number of hours. They're kind of odd, but that's what she's kind of maneuvered into over the years. We were getting ready to t- to hire and COVID hit. So everything got put on hold. And as we were talking about getting, starting to put feelers back out there, because we're reaching the point of getting back up to capacity of needing her, we'd been working at a slower capacity. So we were okay without her. A former coworker of mine messaged me on Facebook and said, I need out do you know anybody hiring? And I went, yes. (laughs) Do you want (laughs) part-time or full-time? One of those employees that I was like, yes, I will work with you again. And for us, it worked out. She is going to be coming on board and I am super excited. I can't even, you know, she was always full-time. She's not someone I reached out to because I thought she needed full-time. Turns out she doesn't. She needs some unique hours because of childcare. We're willing to, our situation is such that what that other person did can be shifted. We lucked out, um, but I don't relish. Hygienists right now are golden to everyone. I have a lot of friends that are working extra hours. There's offices that hygienists aren't, are older, that don't want to come back right now. And the doctors are letting them stay home. So they're doing temping. There's people bringing in a lot of temps. I have a friend who's working five days a week because she's temping for offices.
0: Well, and there's also the poaching that's going on too. I've had a lot of Calls from dentists very upset that they're what they thought was their loyal, loyal employee, you know, for $5 more went down the street. And I have to think, well, was it really $5 more? But now $10 more, I could see, <laughs> you know, there's something else there. But yeah, it, in our area too, hygienists are, are pretty gold. But honestly, it's assistance that everybody's crying for. Yes. So we're, yeah. we're definitely low on assistance. And I don't know. I, I know a lot of people that went in and then said, screw it and went out. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't know. I don't see how we're going to recover with that. The childcare thing scares me though, that uh, because now when schools are starting out, we, well, first of all, everybody's going to be homeschooling now. Like even if it's a provided curriculum, but I, I don't know about you, Colleen, but I could not have stayed home with Noah before he was eight or nine. Like I would have gone absolutely insane. Yeah. So, you know, my strength out to all of you who have to deal with that. (laughs)
1: Well, and I think that's the other problem that's happening for a lot of the offices. So many of us, you know, young, there's young kids. I mean, we don't have a lot of that in my practice where I am, but five years ago that would have been me. I yeah. can't have done what happened with being back right now and the kids being homeschooled. I don't know what I would have done. You know, my husband and I had that conversation of who would have been staying home, who would have been going in. And that's a really hard conversation. I think that's, what's also making it harder for people to hire And more offices have people not coming back because of it.
0: Yeah. It's, it's really just a sad state of affairs. It's, it'll get better. It'll smooth out, but it's definitely right now. Oh, one, one doctor was telling me we had a call last week and he said, all my reps are new. Like all his dealer reps are new. And so he's spending all of his time calling HQ of these, the implant company, the supplier to find out who his new rep is and and in the case of, his um one implant system that he uses, the rep is like two states away, wow, so yes, yeah, so, I mean, and that's fine because he doesn't need the handholding, but some new dentists, you know they need somebody there to you know hey, here's your implant system and all that kind of stuff, so I think the companies themselves are not hiring like crazy because they don't know, I mean, nobody's putting money towards a sales budget right now,
1: yeah,
0: no. it's interesting i'm I'm curious if anybody out there is listening and they lost their favorite sales rep. Let's know about it because that's I mean that's sad and who knows maybe we know of opportunities. Yeah. Companies start hiring again. I bet I bet you and I will know mm-hmm. who's really needing some help. So, so what are your kids doing
1: with school? Cuz you're they're what, high school, middle school? They'll both be high school in the fall. I'm actually part of the, the what they had as a parent task force because I'm my philosophy is I'm not going to just sit back and complain if I have ideas I'm going to give them and I had ideas and so I joined it. Our school is working diligently to be hopefully back full time with accommodations, with adjustments they've purchased outside tents so wow. that they can do things like chorus and gym and still have the social distancing available and even even lunches so they can spread the kids out. They are working with a plexiglass company to get dividers so they don't have to have the masks on all the time in the classroom. They are working towards a hopeful five day a week. They are setting up changes to the busing. So right now, our middle school and high school bus together, but the middle, a lot of times the buses get there and they sit and then they release them all at the same time. So sometimes the buses are sitting 10, 15 minutes. What they're now going to do is bus say maybe the middle schoolers first. And as soon as the bus pulls in, the kids get off. So they're not as crowded in the hallways. And then they're going to go around and get the high schoolers. And so they're working on that kind of a their goal is full time, but they also have a hybrid situation, which again, as a parent, I don't know how you're going to do that because that means typically two days in and three days home. Wow. Wow.
0: Man, chorus is so much fun. How are you going to have that nice sound if you're not even close to each other? Like I don't that's,
1: know.
0: What a weird sounding chorus that's going to be. I don't even know what that would sound like.
1: That's I know. Wow.
0: That's who would have thought of that, right? Well, the music teacher would have thought.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and my, my oldest is part of concert choir. And, you know, wow. this is one that you try out for. And I just feel so bad for for them and the seniors that this is their last year. And, and if they go to the hybrid, like they won't be in school with half their friends the way they're talking about doing it because they're going to do the letter thing. And, you know, I don't know. It'll be different. I'm not sure how offices are going to handle it. I've seen some chatter about setting
0: up you know, daycare amongst the team. But again, if one team member goes down, then, you know, so I, I just think it's problematic in general.
1: Well, and like I heard the other day, okay, so for the parents that are working and are going to have to not have the kids in school, they're going to have to put them in, in into some kind of daycare. They're talking about setting up a daycare. How is that any better than them in school? And I know, I know that's not always a popular opinion, but I just think they need to, the parents that are fearful, I think they need to make their own decisions, and they may need to decide to homeschool on their own at this point.
0: With us being predominantly female in the auxiliary team, that's that's going to be a huge shift, too. We're not going to see the fallout on that yet, I think, for another month. Hopefully, you and I are just, like, being Debbie Downers on it, and it's not actually that way, you know? right. right. <laughs> So so talk to me again about the spreadsheet. They can find it on where, the PPE spreadsheet?
1: So if they go to my Facebook page, which is Colleen Hoff Dental Insurance Coach, I have it pinned to the top there. It's also on uh, the front office rocks. I believe it's on the Rockstar page. It's listed on there. Um, they have information for COVID. It's on that, that page. I should know it off the top of my head, but I'm blanking right now. But it's free. It's not behind the... Paywall. Nope. Okay. Yeah, it's to anybody can ha- anybody can access it, and like I said, I update it as there's changes to it. You know, I was trying to figure out a way to put on there about guardian. It's not really PPE, but just to let people know that they are waiving that because I think that's important. You know, for everybody to be aware of. Yeah, and it is. You know, somebody said, "Oh, I wish they would tell us." If you're checking your benefits, that's how we found out. And someone else said they did get an email, but again, we don't always have the time. People don't stop and read those. I'm. I'll be honest. I know that you know, or you get the the flyer in the mail that you're supposed to read their update in their news. And that's why I tell people you got to read through them because that's where we get that information.
0: I have bookmarks for most insurance companies, just check in the news page and all of that and and logins and and still people send thank you too for those of us, Mm -hmm. those of you that send stuff to Colleen and I, it really helps us get the information out to you all. So thank you, please keep doing that. I mean, I don't know of one database besides us, little insurance nerds yeah you know cobbling it together and I wish that there was but it's not there yet someone has to build it and it's not going to be me it might be you but it's not going to be me
1: maybe with Laura you know Laura really likes that kind of stuff and that's where you know I come up with the ideas and then she has the support team behind it like when I first came up with this idea okay let's make it a spreadsheet well let's make it I don't want, I, my comment was, you know, yeah, but if we make it a PDF, we're going to be re, re you know, reviving it. And that's what it came into. So it's in a Google doc, it's real time. And that was, you know, her team, they, they put it together for us. And then I just fill in the blank.
0: That's great. Uh, her pictures are beautiful. By the way, Laura Hatch is now Laura Nelson. Yes. I have to start calling her that. Big congratulations to her. She texted me something over, I think a couple of days ago. And I was like, what are you doing? You just got married. Don't text yeah. me. <laughs> No, she looked, she looked beautiful. I told her she looked absolutely beautiful. She did. Congratulations, Chris and Laura on that. Now, as far as our next topic, we were talking, you and I were like, okay, what, what else can we lay on the listeners? You mentioned getting burned out people around us getting burned out. I just read something today, Heather McCann was saying on a group that, you know, how do you feel? How do you, how are you handling that? And I think we should talk about it because we as managers are bearing the burden of so much. So I want to check in with you, Colleen, because you're not only handling the office, you're handling, oh my gosh, you did some remodeling. Like, I don't even know what was going on with you. <laughs> so you did remodeling and you're also running a part-time business that you started. So how are you holding up?
1: So I am purposely not looking at my phone or going into my email. So if people email or even text me sometimes, I'm taking time that I just don't do anything. So I'm taking days that I let myself step away, which I didn't used to do. I would be, you know, we all do it. I'm working on a Sunday. I'm working on a Saturday. When an email comes through, let me answer it now so I don't forget. And so I'm trying to structure myself like I do at my own office when I'm there. There are certain things I do certain days, but it's hard because some of these doctors are doing their work and sending emails to me on the weekends. And I think that we all need to find that time to step away and stop watching the news. Stop looking at your Facebook feed and reading up what happened in another town or another area. I was told from my husband about three weeks ago that my news statement was, oh, good God. And he told me I had to stop saying that and stop reading things. I was just focusing too much. And it was I was trying to research the childcare part of it or the the schooling part of it so I was trying to educate myself and have more information but in the in the midst of that research was just stumbling on things that were upsetting and were tiring and were scary and you know some of that has to happen and and like I said earlier too my boss recently you know we came back to work and we gave up summer vacations our office we gave up most of the days off we were supposed to have we kept two One, because my one other doctor said, I'm taking time off. I don't care. you know. She's also at the tail end of her career, but Mm -hmm. she's a little bit more, these are important days and I'm taking them. And so my boss and I were talking and she's going to encourage the team members to just take a vacation day somewhere along the way, even if it means we're still open and short staffed because we're going to need those mental health days and we have to do it.
0: You might as well be short-staffed if you know about it ahead of time than if they just can't do it. So, you know, the not to go super Debbie Downer, but this is something we need to talk about. The rate of suicides in America is up. Mental health services, unfortunately, are down, but online mental health services are up. So if you, you know, if you're feeling like that, there are plenty of places to go online. It just takes clicking on the link to get to them. And I think what I'm going to do is, include those in there because I'm not saying you guys are ready to throw it in and leave earth, but I think we all need mm-hmm. help and and someone to lean on. So let me put some self-care links in the notes there.
1: Well, and I also think we need to recognize it in our team members. If we see one of us, you know, starting to have those stress-filled days, you know, the other day um, we had um, my boss's mother-in-law passed the other day and she was mm-hmm. 93 and died in her sleep and she hadn't been sick. And no, it wasn't COVID. She was 93. And so it wasn't a surprise, but obviously it affects. And the whole office that week had already been stressed out. And so we were trying to, no one was trying to show up, but I knew everybody was a little bit stressed and I had to run out for something else for the office. And I just brought coffee back for everybody without asking. And it was a surprise and they all tried to pay me back And they were all like, I couldn't get over how excited they were that I brought them coffee. Like I know I do. I get excited with coffee, but they don't always get that excited. But it was more a matter of you just have to do little things. Sometimes I think for each other, even if it's that text message on a Sunday night to one of your team members that, you know, is having a hard time coming in Monday morning, you know, this extra PPE on the clinical team is exhausting the extra phone calls, the extra work for the administrative team, I'm telling you firsthand, it's exhausting doing your pre-screen and then getting a hold of them when they come in the door and being, making sure you take their temperature and all of whatever your office has set up. We've all added 10, 15 things to our list of things to do on an already busy schedule. And the frustration
0: level with patients who are pushing back. I mean, I don't, I mean, the mass thing, we kind of joke about it and laugh about it, but I think the real frustration is patients not waiting in the cars and having, I'm seeing a lot of, okay, how many patients, you know, blah, 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 stay in the effing car. And right I, I get it. I probably would have been the same way. I just had my teeth cleaned last week and I texted, it's my old office. And I texted and I said, do I need to sit in the car and she goes yes and I was like wait what <laughs> I have keys what do you mean but she said no no because we don't know who's going to be going in now and I knew that I was just joking but it was like wow even I'm like stuck in the car
1: <laughs> well and see we've we've reached the point of they're not stuck in the car but we're limiting the numbers in our reception area and even with that it's stressful because I'm constantly making sure okay wait how many come in who's leaving are we going to have to, like, we don't want to have too much in there. And it's hard, you know, or the patient's walking up front without their mask and having to remind them, you need to put it back on, please. Even if, though I know the assistant did or the hygienist did, we have others here. You have to be aware of what's around, you know, whether you think they're doing any good or not. These are the things we have to be doing. You know, I understand there's opinions out there that vary, but the mask in the office, it has to be.
0: So are you like putting on heavy eyeliner and mascara to make your eyes pop? Because that's all people can see. Like, are you focusing on that?
1: You know, it's funny because I've decided I think <laughs> I'm going to stop putting makeup on from here down.
0: You have to hear this. I was at Wegmans the other day and my cashier, who's this young chick, I was like, oh my God, your eyelashes are beautiful. They were long and curly. And she pulled down her mask real quick. And she's like, it's the only makeup I got on. And she put it back on.
1: Yes. I was laughing so hard. (laughs) Well, I've decided I'm wasting all the money I spent on good makeup when I put it on and then I take it off. The other day, I'm a big lipstick person. I always have been. My lipstick is important to me. I always have my lip liner. And so Tuesday mornings, I'm the only one in the office. So I was there without my mask on and I had lipstick on because I miss wearing it. And all of my masks have lipstick before I wash them. At the end of the day, there's lipstick on them. And my boss came in and I didn't hear her. And she was far enough away, social distance, and she's like, it's so nice to see your face and lipstick (laughs) and the whole, you know, because she's just seeing me from here up. It's hard, you
0: know? Well, and and Lois Banta was flying and she posted pictures of herself with a type of mask that comes around the chin and is clear. And so I'm going to put that in the notes too, because I thought that was... That is really cool. I passed it on to a couple offices. I'm just like, you need you guys need to get this because you know it's bad enough that the patient comes in. If they're a new patient, they've never met any of you. So, you know, and we're like mummies. It's it's kind of sad. Yeah, no, I'm glad well, I'm glad to hear that you know, you're still sticking to the lipstick
1: self-care. I, <laughs> I have to have my lipstick on and every mask has it on the inside. I don't care. It makes me feel it's part of my happy place. You know, you have your things that you need, and I don't feel complete. I'll do just eyeliner and lipstick some days. I don't need anything else. My kids laugh. Why are you putting lipstick on? Because it's what I do. It helps. I don't know.
0: I'm the same way. I love to have lipstick on during the day. And now that I use this lip sense, I love that because it doesn't go anywhere. It just stays on there. So I am not part of a multi-level media. Don't don't call me asking how to get it. (laughs) I just want to let people know it's safe to go to the massage people, though. The massage therapist. So I just wanted to let people know that it's okay to go to the massage therapist too. I know that might be stopping some of you thinking, you know, well, gosh, they're going to be putting their hands all over me. But my best friend in Colorado, Aurora, Colorado is a massage therapist. She used to be an assistant and then she got trained in myofacial. Then she got, you know, she was doing that alongside being a massage therapist. So it's actually a really good side gig for her, but she has been slowly easing back into it because Colorado had their own rules. But she said now her clients are in there and she said about two times a day when a client's laying on the table, they'll start talking and then all of a sudden the client is crying because they're in there, they're getting stress released. You know, she's always, she's super happy, like just a happy person. She's also from upstate New York. See, we're very happy people here. (laughs) You really are. Even (laughs) with the weather, you're very happy. But you're resilient is what you guys are. So she's, you know, being happy and perky and she's talking to them, talking about the family. And then all of a sudden they're crying and she's like, Teresa, oh my God, like that. I never expected this, but now it's happening. And so she's noticing it's happening with a lot of her clients. So I just, and, and they don't even realize that's, that's the point I think I was trying to make is that they don't even realize how stressed they are until they start crying. And then they're like, apologizing. They're like, I'm so sorry right now. Oh my God. And she's healing them through that. But in doing that, she's feeling heavy too. Sure. If you need to go to the massage therapist, if you've been putting it off, I mean, for me, that's a great way to release and I'm, I'm waiting. I need to make an appointment. I just haven't had issues yet or haven't had time yet, but I think you need to do that for yourself. You know, that, that self-care that we were talking about.
1: Well, it's like my, um, they finally, even though the gyms in New York state are not open yet, my son's karate teacher, there's, there's still, they're allowing some outdoor activities. His class used to be, you showed up, however many were there, he jammed them in the out place and they, you know, they did it. Now it's by appointment. And when he sent it out, I was like the first one, I think, texted back. Yes, we will be there when, where, how. My son needed this. He was on his way to his black belt above and beyond what he's lost on that. He needed that. His karate was always his release. It was so great the first day or two that he did it. You could see a change in him. He was happy when he came back from it. And so we've now even been able to set it up that he's there when one of his other friends is there because it's a divorce situation. So they're limited. And so we're making sure that they get there. So now they're seeing each other. They're 10 feet apart. There's no sparring right now, which is the part they enjoy the most is beating each other. I think that routine being back, that exercise that they need, that, that release, we have to have it. And another, I guess, this is a,
0: I don't mean to be so morbid, but honestly, this is kind of what we as managers need to look out for too. But I don't know if a lot of our listeners know this, but we are we are mandated reporters. And when you see any kind of abuse or neglect in the office, most states, you're a mandated reporter. Well, I was listening to um the the news and they said on a national level, I think it's 62% that reports of child abuse are down, but that does not mean that it's not happening. And so that's what scares me the most. You mentioned routine and when abusers lose routine, when abused children lose routine, it becomes really terrible. So I guess I would challenge you managers and team members to maybe refresh yourselves on what that looks like, because, They're going to come get their teeth cleaned because they get free cleanings in their minds. So they're going to come and you're going to be able to see that. And and
1: it's probably going to be worse now than before. So nobody's checking on them. It's so sad. It is. It's one of the concerns my friends that our teachers have of not going back. It's the biggest concern I heard from all of them when the kids were out of the kids they couldn't even get a hold of. I had some, a friend of mine was, you talk about, you know, being in tears. I had a friend of mine was in tears over two of her students that no one could reach. And they finally send it, sent out. Um, they got, the principal drove, went over to the house and found oh, wow. out that there was no internet and they had to do some things. And not that there was any abuse that they saw at that time, but it's a family that they've watched closely and they were, they were scared for the kids. There's a lot of kids that get their morning meal at school. Yep. Yeah, it, it's it's uh,
0: but we as mandated reporters need to really keep an eye out for that. And if you all haven't taken a class in that lately, I highly recommend the Panda program. It's online. Phillips has a grant for it. If you search Panda online program, you can take it for free. If you want CE, you have to pay for it, but if you can take it for free, and I think most managers, even though we're not in the back, we can see it. We know. We know. We can tell the body language right away from in most cases.
1: I worked in office that. It was probably one of the worst days I ever had to do. Is we had a patient we had to report it on, and technically the dentist has to do the reporting in New York State, but we still filled out most of the form and I did a lot of it. And then it's devastatingly hard to do, but in the long run, the doctor is able to follow up on the on the the person that you re- report for. In our case, there ended up a positive solution in the long run, as far as we knew that you know that in this case it was a child put into a better situation. Than he, than they were, but um, well, that's good. That's really good. It's a tough one, but you know, we need to, that, like you said, we're, that's part of what we're there for to do. And we don't think in that terms necessarily.
0: You know, another issue too, to keep in mind is elder abuse because elder fraud, not just abuse, but elder fraud, financial fraud is before COVID was hugely on an uptick. If you've ever felt funny about someone sending in money or checks on someone's account, Mm -hmm. you know, we might need to listen to that and just verify that that's accurate. I had no idea it was so prevalent and I'm thinking about my mom you know she's a little on the nutty side she just is she's always been but if I lived far away and someone else was handling it I don't know I don't know how that would go I that I, scares me a little bit
1: yeah that one is a tough one too I have a friend who her brother basically took all of their mother's money oh my goodness yeah, yeah. Uh, Bad. and you know he was here she wasn't Kind of situation and and it happens it's not even just a stranger it happens family f- families members, and that too
0: so I have a question. Let's get out of this this mood, okay, so sorry, guys, let's go back into the office <laughs> All right, I read an article that there's a slowdown coming on first of all, the aDA just uh, had a webinar recently that the uptick has slowed down if that makes any sense, the uptick in recovery has slowed down, and this article was saying that it's in October and September, there are op- or October, November. I'm sorry, there are openings in the schedule. But you and I were talking, and you said you're you still are scheduling in October, right? And here in Northern Virginia, we're pretty much recession proof. I'm pretty sure people are scheduling into oct- into October and November just because we're pretty recession proof.
1: But you're seeing full schedules for the rest of the year. We are seeing, and, and I understand that people are looking at that that hole, but we are seeing patients that we couldn't see in you know march uh, april may and we can't get them in this summer that's where we're putting them so it's filling that old space and we had our hygienists go through and analyze for us and give us a list of those patients that she knew couldn't wait that we should get in sooner that we needed to get in i'm lucky being the size practice that we are my hygienists really know their patients without looking at notes or anything and they gave us a list of priority people and then those that we knew that are a little safer to, okay, it's going to be a year, but this is what we have to deal with. And we, we sent out, we did mass um, email and texting to them, letting them know what we were looking to do and to please contact us. Or we sent text messages to some of them individually. And that's how we filled those those areas that would be holes. And right now, if you call and you didn't get a hold of us or we didn't reach you for whatever reason, that's pretty much what I'm telling people. We're October, is there some of it- openings. And even the doctor schedule has gotten extremely full to the point that I'm a little bit of the crazy woman of don't you dare take my emergency spots out before the day of, or you deal with a not happy Colleen. And then you're dealing with a not happy doctor because right now that we're going to jam somebody in in that 10 minute spot can't happen. We even had some issues of the schedule got way too condense parameters and things that have been put into place nobody will own up to who changed what but somehow those didn't happen and so we had some days that were they were behind because you have to leave the space and you have to leave the time so it's harder too, to to jam that emergency on the side right now because you don't have the capability and the cancellations too i mean i know people if
0: they're feeling any even a little bit sick they're canceling their appointments yeah. and, and not coming in and and Doctors are, are having open holes when they, they should be slammed. So I think, I think it's all over the place. I don't know if we can see if it's one way or another just right now, but I can tell that the dental dashboard companies are tracking this. I'm curious to see what they put out about it.
1: Well, what I would say to anybody is if they're not utilizing a company like Revenue Well Solution Reach, Lighthouse 360, Weave, any, and I know there's 20,000 others, any of those automated systems, those are my lifesavers right now. Between sending out my pre screening that they can fill it out through and send it back to me digitally, so it's no paper, people are more likely to text me back than to talk to me on the phone right now. I don't care what age you are. I have 80 year olds that don't want me to call them anymore. They want me to text them, <laughs> they think they're so cool. I've gone to the extreme of let's okay, I've got an opening, I've got somebody that I know that wants to come in, they're three months out, I text them and I fill a spot all in a matter of a minute to two minutes, you know. So, we, having that. System in place of who needs to come in sooner, using your software for that, that sooner if possible. And having a way to communicate digitally is just essential in this, the way we are right now. This landscape is just so fast and there's so much more we're doing. Yeah, I, it, It's my lifesaver. You know, I I have become a solution reach expert. Before COVID, I was not. and I, We were new to them, but I have really learned how to utilize that software and use it to our advantage. And so I think that's part of where it is. You know, my coworker, Donna too, is amazing with it. One
0: unintended consequence too, not that any of the consequences were intended, but the big cities, um, I have a client who's in San Francisco and she's where everybody works and she's not doing very much business because everybody's working from home. So I'm guessing a lot of the urban centers, I think doctors are feeling that too. I mean, they got all their business from the people that work there. So she's like sitting around going, okay, well, I guess I should have bought that satellite office. Right. And now she's thinking about it, but yes. And working from home, that's going to change everything as well. I mean, so maybe now is the time to buy those marketing packages where everybody who moves into
1: the area, you know, (laughs) Well, because I think people are going to leave the cities too. Even if they lived in the cities, New York city itself has seen a huge number of people. My cousin lives up in wappingers falls which is about an hour and a half north and she has a, a friend who's a real estate agent that said they can't keep anything on the market they're all running away
0: our server we are about i would say 20 miles out of dc and houses a couple days on the market yeah. here like a house listed and i was like "Ooh, the open house is coming because you know i like to look at the virtual open house and it was sold before they could even get the virtual yeah. open house up. Yeah. And and it's been that way and in our neighborhood, you know, we have the Nextdoor app, you know, I'm sure that you're on mm-hmm. that too. We we go on there and and there's real estate agents saying if you want to sell, yeah, I'm happy to take a look. So, and and we're like, heck no, this is good. We're staying right where we are and <laughs> letting the values go up. But yeah, I think people are leaving the cities and so city dentists, you know, I I worry about that. That's a really scary thing to think about when you're all in first of all it's expensive right to be a downtown and then to not have people you know coming in. So, yeah. Have you heard that?
1: I, I have. There's been some offices I know in this area that are having a harder time. Buffalo is close enough that they can get out to the suburbs, so it's a little bit different somewhat. But I think that you're right. We've had a lot of I've also had a lot of people calling as new patients unhappy with what they saw when they went into their practice or unhappy with however the doctor communicated with them so that's where our communication is really important to everyone and what they're doing too you know we have to be very careful that you know how we handled it when we were closed down is making them whether know whether they want to come back or not
0: well and if you were a grumpy receptionist and your dentist was charming that's not going to work or if you're a grumpy dentist but your
1: receptionist was charming It's not going to work either. So y'all need to get, stop being so grumpy. (laughs) Well, and even if we are grumpy, you know, go back to put that mirror up when you're answering the phone, you know, I know that's old (laughs) school, but it works. Well, the interesting now, Teresa, I have a question for you. Are you seeing a trend on the offices wanting more training because of the turnover?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. So, you know, I, I actually, when COVID started, I was turning down clients because I've always been like, well, I had, you know, I'm speaking now, so I can't do consulting. Well, now my schedule's open and I still kind of resisted a little bit. And then I'm like, well, you know, I'm getting too many calls for training. So I took on another two clients. I may take on more. I'm not sure, but it's, it's not long-term it's training. It's just straight insurance training. I do think that that's the case. My friend, you know, Lynn Leggett and yeah. Malika Azargun, they are both getting calls for just spot training on skills and all of that. And so, yeah, I think, I think there is a huge demand now for training. And I think doctors now see that it's possible to do webinars and do virtual training rather right. than sending them somewhere. And, you know, Sandy Pardue is a friend of mine. Do you know Sandy at all? I know her name. I, I don't know her personally. She teaches the whole thing on scheduling down in, in Louisiana, in New Orleans, and she, she does it really well. It's a whole two day immersion course and now she's so she's just finished doing a whole bunch of videos on that because she's putting that up and i know laura's been training on that for a while with front office rock so is adom they've got these virtual things and now doctors are like oh it works so they're willing to pay for it now so to answer long answer to your question yes the phone has been ringing for training but the other thing my phone's been ringing for is i want to get off ppos can you walk me through what that looks like and it's only an hour call you know sometimes it goes a little longer but. That is one of those things where somebody is like, I want to get an addition on the house, but I just want to know around what that's going to look like, right. you know, <laughs> so that, that's kind of the same thing. Like, I don't, you know, where do I go to get that information? So, and that's actually been a lot of fun, you know, and keeping me kind of still in it with a lot of dentists. So, but you, you're busy with that, right? The training calls.
1: Yeah. And that's what I'm finding interesting. And that's why I wanted to ask if you were having the same results. I'm getting a lot of calls of offices that either had high tu- turnover But what I'm finding is the doctors, I don't want to say desperate, but they're kind of like, I don't care the cost. Like the conversation on cost has been easier recently too, Of you know, or I'll tell them how I like to approach it. Okay. So this is what I typically do. And normally they're trying to scale way back. And the answer is that's fine. That's good. How can we do it? Let's get started. And I had a gentleman recently call me from Oklahoma, which I'm disappointed because I've never been to Oklahoma (laughs) <laughs> talked about me coming, decided we're going virtual. He's got all new team members. He had a high turnover rate. And even with some of the other things that are out there with front office rocks and some of the things he's seen, he still wants that one-on-one. They want that, you know, so we're going to do a series of remote trainings with them. You know, even during shutdown, I got a call from a gentleman during shutdown that we did training with him. And then when they, they opened up, you know, as the team came back and we're still, still moving forward.
0: It's interesting because the,
1: the shutdown,
0: I was getting calls for training and that's when I was like, no, I've got these online courses, you know, I was giving them all these other recommendations, but if we shut down again, I mean, I'm ready to go now. Right. If that happens, I hope that it does not, but you know, I think we've all had to pivot. I think every office has had to put in together, put together some kind of plan in case it does happen. It's so funny that you said that about the pricing because I had a, a manager, we were on the phone and I quoted her a price and she said, okay, is that per session? And I said, no, that's, that's for the whole thing. And it, and I might, I'm not bottom of the barrel. I'm not top of the line. I'm 85th percentile. That's where yeah. I am. Right. So, and I was like, were you going to pay that much per session? What? And, and she was like, well, I didn't know. And I was like, oh honey, I mean, I appreciate it. I I'm glad you think I'm worth it, but." I would not have been able to sleep at night. (laughs) Right.
1: Well, I think too, some of it, I think goes back to the shutdown showed these doctors who knows what to a point too. And I think it made them recognize, oh God, we really need to train our team. You know, they're keeping them. That's the impression I got from a couple that I've talked to of, we didn't realize what we didn't know. And I just wrote an article for our eighth district dental society has their bulletin coming out in September. And I'm very excited because we have our new, our old executive director has come back and he's fabulous. Oh, nice. He asked me to write an article and I talked about what your manager, your manager could have had these resources through our chapter and through ADOM and some of the online stuff that was happening, hoping that they recognize those that didn't, but it was interesting the numbers that reached out during, you know, how do they get this information too? You know, so. Are you having virtual meetings, your uh, ADOM chapter? We did two or three, I've lost track. We didn't to start with, we really all kind of went into our own little caves and watching the ADAM stuff and dealing with our own. But starting the beginning, end of April, beginning of May, we did two two weeks apart with each other. And it was fabulous because it was right before our, we went, well, we were hoping to open. It didn't happen until June, but we helped each other out with where to get the PPE in the area, who's got the best prices. One of our... She's not a member, but we opened it up to everybody in the area. We didn't care if you're a member, not a member, just join our Zoom and um, put it out there, same as Adam, because we just wanted to help get the information to people. And so one of our former members, she was open seeing all the emergencies for their area. They're in a smaller town. There's only two dentists. And so they were there almost every day. It's her and her husband. And so she had great information on what worked and what didn't. And as things shifted and what they had to do, we're gonna to try to do an in person meeting. One of our members has offered her backyard that I guess is large enough for us to socially distance. That's cool. We have a new law in New York State, a new regulation for sick leave that is going to be a nice little headache for some of us. If Cuomo is listening to this, it's gonna be a headache. <laughs> it starts technically in January, but there's things you can be doing with in September. So We have an HR company that's going to come in, but we decided we're going to try it live with the social distance because we all need to see each other. I know. Our group's been around since 2012 and some of us, I I think 10 of the core members are the same. I mean, we've all been together since that Mm -hmm. time. You know, we feed off each other. We help each other out. So just that physical, you know, so I did a a survey to see who's comfortable and we were probably 70, 30 of who prefer, prefer Zoom, but the ones that wanted Zoom were the ones that, It's harder for them to take the time off to physically be there. So, we're going to try it as long as we can do it outside. She said, even her house, which now I'm fascinated to see your house, is inside. (laughs) But right now, we're a membership of about 15 that are active. So it's a smaller group, you know, that we can do it.
0: We have about 10 managers just in our area that just, we just know each other and we've been meeting regularly and we're, we've got another zoom call coming up and I think we're just so excited. We've been so busy and you know, somebody in our little private group was like, when's our next meeting? And yeah, even just seeing, like you said, it'd be nice to see your face. And I agree. It's nice to see you. It is nice to see somebody's face and, yeah. and you're not Kevin Henry who tries to make faces at me, but. <laughs> I can so see him doing that too. <laughs> well, and, and we have, a, we just started, I guess I can break the news because by the time this comes out, we'll have already reached uh, announced it, but we just started a new podcast. Oh, cool. Yep, called Chew on This. And we are going to be, it's going to officially be us talking. We're going to talk about like the top stories. In dentistry. So yeah, so we're excited about that. And I was like, yeah, for two people that give each other such a hard time, we, you know, we sure do like working with each other. So it'll be fun. That's good. So as far as finding you, because again, we talked up to an hour. Here we go. We always do a this surprise.
1: <laughs> How do people find you and what can you do for them? So they can find me. I do have a website. It's pretty easy. It's ColleenHuff.com <laughs> or you can do dentalinsurancecoach.com I have a Facebook page, which they can find me through there. Um, my email is dentalinsurancecoach at gmail.com. My phone number is on all of those. You can text me with questions. And I, at this t- point in time, I'm doing training for offices. I do not just insurance training also, just so people know. One of the offices I'm working right now, I went in with insurance training, but they have a new manager. So I am doing her training also. Oh, Nice. And I did accounting cleanup for them. I did an AR cleanup, but you know me, I love that stuff. I I know. So much fun. I was going to say, you can rip off your mask and sit there in your lipstick glory and just run numbers. numbers. It's awesome. Speaking of running numbers, I had to run numbers for my boss for one of the new, um, which I don't get to do very often. She Mm -hmm. usually does all of that. And I couldn't get over how much fun I had figuring out what percentage of our patients had what insurance. I was like, this is just wrong. I do account cleanup. I do training. I do. And like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be just insurance. That is my main area. But I do a lot of front desk training too on, on other things that people need. And like, even this one practice I did, handoff training, we set up their COVID information, you know, and now I'm training their manager. And I'm using various sources. You know, I send people not only to just the stuff I have on, at front office rocks. I send them to your site. I had one recently oh, that you. we were looking at your training, my training. She was trying to get as much as possible. And I said, you know, depending on what they're looking to spend, we approach it differently. And what you say and I say is going to be not that we approach it different, but we teach it different. So it's different. Yeah. It's it's different. You're I appreciate you're very you're very
0: tactical with how you teach. Right. And so yeah. So I mean it is different. But honestly you and I could teach a full day together. Oh yeah. And it's still would not be enough for the people who really love it. Like we do. Like we could have a full room of insurance nerds just saying, Oh, let's go to happy hour and let's talk more. (laughs) And we would go. Yeah. And if you're just saying these girls are crazy, that's just not you. I get it. I get it. Right. But if you're just like, Ooh, if if, where's
1: the restaurant, then you're our people. I get it. So you know, you know me, I enjoy the people that if you know nothing, this one doctor that I'm going to be teaching his office in Oklahoma, he was really funny. He told me to, to approach him as if he's a toddler when it comes to what he knows as insurance, you know, and that's, and that's great. Cause you know, I love that. I give right. somebody who knows nothing. That's some of my favorites. So
0: that's pretty cool that he has that attitude.
1: Yeah. That, really- Cause
0: he's it's supremely teachable at that moment. And so good for you for finding yeah. good clients like that. Knock on wood that All of them are like that from here on out. All right. So we're going to, I'm going to put Colleen's information at the bottom of the show notes. You can find her, you can find us on Facebook. I mean, we're just, we usually are commenting on each other's stuff. So you'll (laughs) find us doing that too.
1: Okay. So thank you again, Colleen, for being on. Thank you, Teresa. This is always fun. Always,
0: always. So, and dear listener, I always appreciate the time that you spend with me. We're all super busy. So thank you for making time for me today. The show notes will have any links that we referenced in this episode. You can also find links for my book and for my live events and webinar schedule. I speak often around the country on management and insurance issues. Come hang out with me in one of my classes. I promise you'll laugh and learn.